Welcome back to the Balls in Your Court podcast. We're here once again previewing week 11 of the college football season. Touch on some NFL notes, OBJ, Cam, kind of our quick thoughts on that. Um, per usual, I'll give you an update on kind of the website and Twitter and everything. We appreciate all the interaction on the website, interaction on the Twitter, on the podcast, everything. Uh, easiest way to ask us questions or get a hold of us is definitely the Twitter. Before I have John shout out to Twitter though, shout out Coach K. Last season, shout out Coach K. He's going to have a great year. Um, for Twitter and website, I'll give it to John. Yeah, I, you want to shout out Coach K? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, very interested in that. Go check that bracketology article out, as, as well as uh, you know some other some other college basketball content. And of course, the, the college football takes the cake. I don't even need to draw. So um, give the website a follow up on Twitter. Where you're going to be able to reach us. Yes. Yeah, so head into that was my only Coach K positive shout out I'll give for the rest of the year. I just had to get that out there. Throw him in the title because otherwise it'll just be slanderous activity to coach K the rest of the year um but we have the NFL OBJ saga news I guess whatever is happening kind of a surprise I think a lot of people thought it was Packers Saints kind of last two I certainly didn't really see the Rams in the picture but uh OBJ says it never seemed like the Packers were crazy interested getting everything he want and he ends up on the Rams um I guess just first just NFL whole for the Rams situation what do you think of OBJ there I know it was coming up I don't know if it's this year or not It is at SoFi Stadium, you were correct. Looks like it's LA, Glendale, then New Orleans. Um, 
but but yes, OBJ and the Rams surprised me a little bit just because I thought it feels like OBJ kind of with that move wanted to get back to kind of elite wide receiver type of role, and I don't really think he was going to get that at the Saints just because I don't know what they're going to do at QB if they stick with Simeon or Taysom Hill. I don't know what they're doing there. But I thought you maybe could get that at the Packers because you're probably all of a sudden the number two option there. This kind of felt like a mid-30s experienced receiver trying to go get a ring type thing, like you were saying, going to L.A. kind of fits there. Um, so it's interesting to see that. And then I guess from the other point of view, fantasy purposes, does this increase in OBJ value and how much does it affect like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, if at all? And then the other news is Cam Newton to the Panthers. The other big news, obviously, Sam Darnold's going on IR now. Not really sure. It's kind of just like they went in to find an injury with Sam Darnold, and they decided that's what they went with. It was weird. Um, so he's there. I do still think it's P.J. Walker this week, I think. Pretty sure. Still starting. Obviously, that'd be a quick turnaround for Cam, so I'm sure. But then after that, it'll be Cam. Um, I guess for the Panthers, does Cam make – much of a difference for you you think it's an upgrade you think it doesn't matter because they are kind of sitting right outside that playoff spot I do believe like a game out um, of that seventh spot in the uh, NFC <laughs> I don't doesn't mean much to me <laughs> um, but yeah Sam Darnold had a good start but obviously been really bad since then Cam Newton I don't know if he finds a little something coming back to Carolina I'm not sure I do kind of trust the coaching staff to put him in good positions and utilize him well so maybe it I mean the defense is really good you don't exactly want to waste it this year but Cam Newton doesn't move the needle to me for them to even really compete for kind of the top teams in the NFC. I guess same thing with OBJ, fantasy purposes for Cam. Maybe I don't think a lot of people are going out to get Cam. Maybe they are, I guess. I don't know. 
everyone's fantasy situation, but more so DJ Moore, CMC, kind of those guys. What do you think impacted them with this Cam signing and him probably being the starter eventually? Yeah, your thoughts earlier with Cam Newton about not being able to take the ball downfield does concern me a little for DJ Moore, but it can't get a whole lot worse from Sam Darnold. I just wouldn't be surprised if P.J. Walker really tries to target DJ Moore here for as long as he starts, a week or two, however it is, and then you get excited about DJ Moore, and then all of a sudden it's Cam Newton, and you're maybe getting a few targets a game, and most of the time it's going to be something short and quick because I still, like you said, I don't – I don't believe Cam Newton can really get the ball downfield, especially at this point um, where he's out with his career. But um, that's kind of what's happening in the NFL. They're in week 10, I believe, now, so the playoff um, will start to heat up. We're obviously down to like three games for most teams left in the college football season. So as this college football season winds down, the NFL picks up to their postseason play. We'll be talking more like on-the-field stuff, but those are kind of big headlines like we covered the trade deadline last week um so it's not a whole lot going on in the nba and so that pretty much takes us to college football and they had the college football playoff rankings again this week we had ours we appreciate all you guys tuning in and checking those out before the committee released theirs but so the top four georgia alabama oregon ohio state just the top four I'm assuming you don't have a ton of issues with, but thoughts on top four and kind of them moving forward in that top four? So the number five, they came in with Cincinnati. I, I, don't, I guess I don't know how Cincinnati fans are feeling because you have Michigan that's clearly valued, and we'll get to Michigan, Michigan State in a minute, but clearly Michigan's breathing down their neck there. You got chaos with Michigan State losing, and they moved up to five. I guess it's a good sign they moved up. They didn't look impressive, so I guess I was a Cincinnati fan because they could have easily lost that game to Tulsa. I guess if you're a Cincinnati fan, you appreciate not being bumped or taken down for a ugly win, but I guess Cincinnati at five, is it the right spot, and is there any hope for them in the top four by the end of the year? Uh, I, I can't 
State of Michigan program that we announced over the last game of the year, you can't imagine the Cincinnati can't be the winner. And I imagine the loser is just going to, I imagine they're just going to swap spots in terms of being ranked and that's going to be, it's going to be really close. So they're really going to need some teams to lose up here. And, and I think they're probably going to need uh, Alabama to lose here because I think even a Georgia loss, Georgia's going to have their losses. Uh, and even then, <laughs> they still might be Georgia. So I think they're going to need a lot of losses and a lot of wins here. I guess top four real fast. Is Bama still getting in if they lose to Georgia? That's weird. I feel like I heard everybody throughout the whole start of the year that lost killed them because now they have to beat Georgia. They have to beat Georgia, and I don't think they actually have to beat Georgia anymore, which is weird. Well, I, I can imagine Michigan State loses, or Michigan loses to Ohio State, Cincinnati continues to win out. I don't think they're putting Cincinnati above two loss to Alabama, and uh, I don't know if anyone else besides an undefeated Oklahoma is enough to jump them. I think if Oklahoma does go undefeated, Yeah, and I think if it was a good game, they probably would expect everybody would want to see a rematch, and they'd probably give it to them, one versus four Georgia-Bama. Um, then heading to, obviously, the kind of the headliner of the playoff, Michigan. Ahead of Michigan State, obviously Michigan State, tough loss Purdue. Purdue played really well that game, and they're just the giant killers, so they get bumped down to seven Michigan State. Purdue, I guess we'll mention them because I don't know how much we'll go through. They are in at 19 right behind Wisconsin, so they did make the top 25. Uh, Michigan State, 7. Michigan goes ahead of them at 6. Obviously, Michigan State beat them just a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, just your thoughts on 6-7. Yeah, so Michigan at six. I guess, as you just thought or you were saying about head-to-head, is there 
a scenario, because I'm trying to think a lot of these teams behind the top four. There's a scenario now when you're an Oregon fan and you see what just happened to Michigan State getting leaped by Michigan. If it comes to the end of the year and you kind of are playing like you are, you're Oregon, you're kind of getting past these teams, you're not really killing them. But you see Michigan State gets bumped behind Michigan, even though they beat them head-to-head. Is there a scenario where you're at that four position coming to the final day, three or four spot, and they bump Ohio State in ahead of you at four and drop Oregon down to a five or six? Are you worried about that as an Oregon fan now after seeing this? It's just weird what the committee did with the rankings. Just Michigan has six. I don't think anybody anybody bats an eye if Michigan State's six, Michigan seven, Michigan comes down later in the year, beats Ohio State, and just leapfrogs Michigan State, Cincinnati, and and Ohio State. I don't think anybody's too surprised. I don't know why they felt the need this week to drop Michigan State so low, and especially if you want to say that's if you want to compare losses, which is just stupid because it's head-to-head, but Michigan losing to Michigan State at 7. But Purdue's now a top-25 team, too, and beating two top-five teams, I just it's just weird. I feel like committee almost made this like a talking point. Like They just got bored and were like, okay, we're going to put Michigan ahead of Michigan State. But it's just weird because I know if Michigan wins out, they're obviously fine and going in, even though they lost to Michigan State. But And I... Haven't been impressed by Michigan State. I've been impressed that they've gone unbeaten, but they haven't beaten teams like I thought they would be for like a top five team. But for them to drop Michigan State to seven um, was surprising. Um, Rest of the rankings, I'm trying to think of anything that's too crazy. UTSA got in. That's huge. It is actually big for Oregon that Utah is now in there at 24. They played really well. Um, If Oregon can, they probably maybe end up playing them twice. Because I'm not sure how all that division stuff works. I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but we're going to have to play that nonetheless. And then Baylor, them at 13. They're staying up there with Oklahoma. Obviously, that's a big one. We'll get to that head-to-head. But anything, Wake Forest drops to 12. Anything else really catch your eye for the rest of the top 25? So that's 
feels like they're just waiting for them to, to play anybody decent, which is just unreal. Uh, and Oklahoma State as well. I think they're, they have a great shot. Oklahoma at the end of the year, which would be a surprise team that jumps up. Um, but honestly, Texas A&M is probably the last team that has any type of chance to make the, um, the top four at this point. Uh, anything past 11, I really don't really consider any of them having a, a realistic shot at making the top four. Yeah, I'd agree. Everything after that kind of Wake Forest loss ends anything they had. They probably weren't making it anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything else too surprising. At the bottom of there, Arkansas just rounding out the top 25. Um, that'll take us into this week's games, which will have, there's a lot of good games that have a ton of implications on these playoffs. Next week's going to be a huge rankings reveal. Obviously a lot has to happen on Saturday before that. And I guess Cincinnati tonight, Friday night. Um, so we'll just get us started. Week 11, Michigan at Michigan State, Happy Valley, but it is a noon Eastern 11 central here. Uh, kickoff. What are your thoughts on Michigan, Penn State? Yeah, I honestly, I, I have Michigan winning this one, twenty-seven, twenty-three. I just think uh, Michigan's going to be able to wear them, wear them out over time. Penn State has a really good defense, but they just can't run the ball. And uh, I think Michigan's going to make this one, you know, a brawl in the trenches, and, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a tough first half. But you know, take that first half under. Honestly, whatever it is, I don't even know what it is, but take it because I think. Uh, Yeah, I do think Michigan's going to run the ball pretty well. Um, in this one, I'm going to take Michigan as well. 20-17, to 17, Penn State defense is really good. Um, Michigan, I feel like maybe gets a little, I mean, they should already have juice, but just a little extra juice for this one after being bumped up and realizing kind of that they're sitting and control their own destiny in a way um, after the rankings came out. So, I don't know. Penn State's just a weird spot because they do kind of end up, they do end up playing pretty well and playing hard. But for that program, losing to Illinois, losing to Ohio State in the last two or three weeks, and then James Franklin, who knows what he's doing, what's going on there, just feels like a situation where anytime uh, they could have kind of a letdown. But they've been playing well. Their defense is really good. I'll take Michigan still. 20 to 17. First half total, by the way, is 23 and a half. Oh, <laughs> the under is actually even money, plus 100. So, you could get some good value on there. We're just giving you value on this podcast. That's all. I can't yeah I'm Penn State should definitely be in I guess it would be the Illinois loss I guess for Penn State I I don't know I don't know about that I couldn't tell you about the committee you would think that seven especially Auburn 17 would give you a ton of value for a win but um 
It doesn't. Um, the next one, Mississippi State at Auburn. We'll get to Auburn here. Um, Auburn lost last week. That was gross. They played offensively bad. We finally got that Bo Nix game. That's we should have. Yeah, we should have been expecting. We got it because he had been playing well. Now is it the downfall of Bo Nix going to keep going down, or is it going to be typical Bo Nix and he bounces back? Mississippi State at Auburn. What do you got? After all of my trust in him, I've doubled down. <laughs> Yeah, this one, both pretty good defenses. Mississippi State's looked well. They, I don't know. I feel like they could be really good in the future. Right now, they haven't been, but I can't go back to the bow next well. I just can't. <laughs> can't experience that pain anymore. I'll take Mississippi State 27-20 and just, a, just another solid SEC game. They just always had them every weekend. It's just solid, solid SEC programs, and... Yeah, that'll be a good one. Auburn, if they do win this, though, that Alabama-Auburn game is very, very interesting. What could happen there at the end of the year? But um, long way from them. It could be interesting anyway. And then this is the big one. I feel like I'm really excited about this one just to see if Oklahoma's actually for real or not. It's Oklahoma at Baylor. Baylor, if you would think that maybe they would – have fallen a little bit, but they're still there at 13 in the playoff rankings. They're at home. Is Oklahoma getting the road win? Yeah, I, I actually think this is the game that they kind of take off here. I think that they, they settle down. And, uh, I have a close one, Oklahoma 35-33, to 33, um, but a road win at Baylor takes them a long way in the rankings, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I, I think they pull it off. I think that they finally establish a little bit of the run game. I'm going to take Oklahoma as well. I think it's going to be a really good game. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to something right at the last second, whether that's a field goal, whether that's a stop near the end zone. I don't know what it'll be, but it's going to be a really good game. I'll take Oklahoma 35-34, one-point victory on the road. I just think, yeah, they kind of survived that first half of the year when things could have gone horribly wrong, and now you're here at the latter finish, and I could see them really step up and kind of move their way up the rankings here, but I'll take them. Syracuse at Louisville. Um, a couple ACC games here. The next one, though, is actually kind of intriguing. Both teams are playing better, but obviously focus on Syracuse at Louisville. I will take no confidence at all in really what I'll get from either team, but I'll take Louisville 31-17. Me either. I'm saying that's well. I guess we'll get to more ACC. Miami at Florida State. Um, both teams have actually competed better than I thought they would at this point of the year. It's at Florida State, which is intriguing to me. Who's the what's the name of the Miami QB QB now? What is his name? I can't even remember Van Dyke or something like that. I can't even remember. I don't even feel like it's not Van Dyke, but it's something like that. 
two something like that. But anyways, he's been really well, I think, since stepping in. So I have liked Miami a little bit. Um, what do you have in this one? Yes, that's it. Yeah, he's, he's looked incredible since they took over, and uh, they've had one of the best offenses, you know, in the whole country in the last few weeks, and they've surprisingly looked really well. They're, they're still terrible on defense. Um, I still just close my eyes when they go on defense because their tackling is just disgusting. Um, but their offense looks very exciting, and I think that's going to be enough here to win on the road. Um, like you said, both teams are kind of turning it around a little bit here in their performances, but... Uh, I got Miami. I think they're going to be too much on offense. Um, and, you know, I I thought uh, Manny Diaz was going to get fired, but I'm, I'm not so sure. They've had some pretty good wins back-to-back here, and, and they're building a little bit of a resume down the stretch. Yeah, Miami 31-28. I don't know if I said that or not, but I do have Miami. Um, and this one, but Florida State would not surprise me. They played well. They've kind of turned things around as well from that awful start. They just competed better, maybe not completely getting wins, but... Yeah, Minnesota at Iowa. Um, interesting game. Both teams in very weird spots, I feel like. Um, kind of middling there, but uh, it's at Iowa. I don't have Minnesota last week. Obviously a big letdown after popping into the rankings at a pretty good spot, considered what I would have thought they would have had after that Bowling Green loss. Um, P.J. Fleck. I don't know. Don't like him. Sorry, Minnesota fans. Um, still, they could be right in this game. I'll take Iowa 23-20 with no confidence whatsoever. In it. Don't. It's just going to be an ugly game. It's, that's all my thoughts on it. I got Iowa 17-10. I'm with you. Um, I mean, this Minnesota team is probably the most confusing team in the country. Um, they shouldn't have been ranked 20, you know, we were kind of, we talked about that last week. They just didn't deserve to be ranked. Um, they hadn't played anybody, and they've had a ton of injuries, and they've played well because spite of those injuries, but at the same time, um, they just had a really weak schedule. That loss to Bowling Green is by far the worst loss in top 25. It was just not good. So, um, it's just weird. They, they can look really good one week, and then the next week, they just, they look like one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. So, I don't, I don't really know what to think of this Minnesota team. Um, I'm also not a fan of P.J. Flag. Uh, he's gotten results, but it's been inconsistent. It doesn't seem like he can sustain those results. I just don't know what to think. I think they signed him to like a seven-year senior contract or something crazy like that. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know if he's had the success to get something like that yet. Um, they've had some some pretty good. They've had a good season here and they've had some good success here and there. But uh, they haven't won the West since he's been there, correct? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's always well, been like Wisconsin. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially with all the controversy that came out with some of the uh, mental health issues that came out. You know, a lot of those players have left the program, I think it was a year or two ago, because of the, the mental health issues they were dealing with. So, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see. Result, you know, time will tell, with ev- as with everybody. The next two, I'm really excited to hear kind of what we have um, between both of us and everyone. I don't know what everyone else's thoughts are, kind of the – media in general but 
Purdue at Ohio State. Purdue going on a road, obviously beating two top five teams already this year. Um, I don't know. What do you see for Purdue at Ohio State? Because I think I have an idea of what I think is going to happen. So what do you have for this game? I am taking Ohio State in a route. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you think Purdue having a couple big wins. It's just it's so hard as a, a college football team to, when you're not a top tier program, just have these huge wins and just continue to put together results. Like it almost feels like they beat Iowa and then they kind of had a lapse because they were like we just beat Iowa, top two team. They have a lapse this next week, I think, is against Wisconsin. Obviously, Wisconsin's good. Then you come back and you get back up for it again, Michigan State. And I could see them. Obviously, Ohio State's another big opponent. But I could just see them. It's just hard when you're not a great program to just continue to put together results. And in the Big Ten, there's a ton of teams like this. And Purdue's gotten a lot of tough matchups here recently. So I'll take Ohio State 42-17. Um I don't know. Like you said, Ohio State's defense has kind of came around a little bit, and I don't know. Eventually, Ohio State's going to have a statement game before they – and maybe that is Michigan. I was going to say before they play Michigan, but it definitely could be Michigan. Um, so <laughs> they could kill them by 40, honestly. I don't know. I'm starting to feel that vibe now. It does. The next one, number one team in the country, easily played really well so far this year, is Georgia. Georgia at Tennessee. Tennessee, the last week against Kentucky was just weird. Tennessee would score in 30 seconds, then Kentucky would have an eight-minute drive, go for a touchdown, and there was never really a stop in between that. That pattern just kept happening throughout the whole entire game. But Tennessee did win. Their offense has been really good. Defense, not so much. Um, Georgia at Tennessee, do you think this one stays close at all, or do you have Georgia by a lot? No, I have Georgia 38-20 here. Uh, but I, I think Tennessee is the – they're going to be the first team all year to, to score over 13 points on Georgia. So you know, I think you're going to have a, a, a good game against Georgia with <laughs> you know compared to everyone else. But I think Georgia is just going to be too aggressive on defense. Um, they're just going to be too good. They're incredible. Yeah, I do think Tennessee puts up a few points, too. I would take Georgia 35-21. I think Georgia's probably going to – Georgia's at least going to score one defensive touchdown. That will be my prediction this game. They're just going to be aggressive, make something happen. If Joe Milton ever sees the field in this game, it's – it's going to be very, very bad. Multiple defensive touchdowns. <laughs> Multiple. Yeah. Yeah, so am I. Might as well just run the ball every time. Um, 
but yeah, I think Tennessee does put up a couple of points just the way they play, and I'm sure they're just going to take shot after shot after shot. So, um, yeah, I'll see them scoring 21, even though it's tough on the Georgia defense. Georgia might score more than 35, but I'll put them at 35. Um, another good SEC game, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Um, Matt Corral's doing that thing where he's injured every week and he's hobbling on the field, but as soon as the ball snapped, he's fine. He's fully healthy. I see that sometimes from players, and he's been doing that all year. Um, Texas A&M at Ole Miss, what do you have? I didn't know who I was going to go with this one. I took Ole Miss by one. I could see either way. I took Ole Miss 28-27. Um, yeah, I have no confidence. And I could see either way. Texas A&M, yeah, Texas A&M is like pretty good since the start of the year. And Ole Miss has played better defensively this year, and they've ran the ball pretty well. So, I don't know. Either one could be good. Notre Dame at Virginia. This one's interesting to me because I know – Brennan Armstrong has had like ribs issues or something. I think he's going to play, but I have seen that um, around. It seemed like they're optimistic today after I don't think he's practiced in two weeks, though, since they last played. So interesting for him. Um, they've obviously put up a ton of points. That game at BYU is, I think, the last time they played two weeks ago. I, that one could have ended 100 to 97 by the way that first half happened, but. Um, BYU took control of it um, at home. Notre Dame at Virginia. What do you have? I have Notre Dame in a close one here, 30-24. to 24. Um, I do expect there to be points, and Brennan Armstrong has been awesome when he's played this year. Um, I guess, I, you know, I did not know about the, uh, you know, about him not practicing since. That's, that's pretty tough news. But ultimately, I do think both teams are going to find ways to score here. Uh, Notre Dame in a close one either way, but not exactly a committee win. Yeah, I think it's a good win for them, too. I just think they're kind of at a spot where they're a little stuck um, after losing to Cincinnati. I don't know. They'd never probably jump them, especially I think we looked at Notre Dame's schedule before. So um, I do have Notre Dame here. I'm pretty sure Armstrong will play because they're optimistic about it, and he's probably a guy that doesn't exactly need to practice at this point, putting up the numbers he does. But um, it's obviously somewhat of a concern, especially if he's not healthy playing. I'll still take Notre Dame. Defense is pretty good. Virginia will find a way to score points. Virginia's defense, not so good. I'll take Notre Dame 31-26. Take us to Wake. Tough loss. They were up in that one. Felt like they were going to win, and then it kind of just went downhill. North Carolina comes back, wins that game. Pretty good game. Great game. Not a lot of defense played. NC State at Wake. I'll just say I have NC State 29-27. I feel like Wake maybe falls a little bit here at the end of the year after starting 8-0. Well, I have the exact opposite. I <laughs> fire in here. I think that they want to make a name for themselves here and uh, put themselves in the committee's eyes. And I think they come out and win 41-30. I think that they, uh, they blow the doors off at home. And uh, Sam Hartman said, hey, hey, look, Heisman's still mine. Is that who you have win the Heisman? No. No, because <laughs> I did have that written down. I said Heisman question mark. I never brought it up. I forgot about it. And I don't know who I have win the Heisman either. So. I don't either, 
nobody's been impressive. Yeah, maybe Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Um, keep going down. Arkansas at LSU. <sighs> this one's tough for me too. Just predicting the winner. LSU. Um, they've kind of fought, even though I didn't think they would with Coach O being done. Played Alabama close. Arkansas got a nice win against Mississippi State. They're going bowling. They got their sixth win. In a way, I feel like Arkansas was very satisfied being bowl eligible and are going bowling. So I'm going to take LSU at home 24-20. And I guess, yeah, LSU. I'll trust them at home. Is Coach O getting another decent job anytime soon? Yeah. Um, I do think he should probably be some sort of uh, – it would be kind of hard to see him going down to like Mark Linehart or something, but maybe be a coordinator of some kind and working with someone to come back up. But he could probably get an offensive – or he could probably get a head coach job anywhere in the, the lower FBS ranks because just like uh, – you know, we saw Clay Helton go to Georgia Southern. You could always get something. Where did who did UConn just hire? I just saw that the other day. Yes, 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 yes. Then I guess staying on the coaching. Did Florida fire somebody? I saw defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, or something like that. I can't remember what I saw. Gotcha. And then Washington head coach, he suspended a game, correct, for something on the sideline. I didn't see the clip, I guess, but I did read about it. Yeah. Interesting. Punched a kid in the head. Then the last coaching news I can think of, do you want to get started on a Scott Frost, your feelings on it, or? Uh, I think I'll keep it short just because I'll ramble all day on him, but honestly, I think he was good. Um, they, you know, the athletic director said, you know, he was honest and said, um, when you're on the fence, they kind of side with loyalty because he's a Nebraska guy. And, um, to be honest, it's just kind of saying what everyone is thinking. Uh, I appreciate that kind of honesty.
fired him immediately as well. So they're going into the last two games here with uh, basically their, their analysts, which are, all of them are former coaches in some fashion, so it's not like they're just um, you know, GAs out of college or anything. But uh, very interesting situation. Uh, I think they're basically just kind of going to go into it out of the bye week, and 2022 starts now for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, it seems like, and um, you know, Frost is betting on himself, and it's going to bring in you know, somebody – off-camera, but I'm kind of thinking, you know, someone like Mark Helfrich, which is someone I'm looking at to see where they bring in the offensive coordinator. He knows the system enough where they don't have to revamp everything and get their stuff in the transfer portal. And, you know, good deal all around, it seems like. I guess, obviously, a lot of things have to happen, but kind of the same Coach O question. If Scott Frost is done next year, does he get another high-level job? That was a coaching roundup. I kind of had forgotten we had a few things going on in the coaching world. I saw, I think I hit most of the ones that happened. I can't think of anything else. Ryan Day money from Michigan State. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> Yeah, as you say, you do see a lot of times these guys get to the spot with a team like Michigan State, and they decide to stay, and it doesn't always work out. And you kind of go back. I mean, you're probably – I mean, he definitely – Michigan State has a chance eventually to be good again. We've seen them before be pretty good, but never know if you'll be hot like you are right now. So, yeah, I guess we'll have to keep an eye on what happens there. Um, we have two games left. After a little coaching roundup, you gotta love a good coaching roundup. You gotta love it. Um, Washington State at Oregon. Washington State. I just can't believe that they've still played competitive football after everything that's gone on. I, it's just so weird. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? I kind of have the same feeling. I do think Oregon will, I don't want to say, I don't know how to word it. I think they'll win, but I don't think 
it'll be comfortable, but I don't think they'll be uncomfortable. <laughs> and just kind of they're going to win, but it's not going to be great, but they're never really going to feel like they'll actually lose outright, which probably is exactly where Oregon's fans have been before, and they've lost outright. Um, I just Yeah, it's just weird. Washington State, so weird that they've been this spot. Maybe that is. Maybe Washington State is winning this weekend. I don't know. They actually might win this game and just kill Oregon completely because I have Oregon 28-24, and it just blows my mind that Washington State can still play competitive or even win some games like they have. Um, and Oregon's just never been able to completely put teams away this year. They've always let them hang around, and maybe that'll hurt them again this week, and they'll lose again and completely finish their playoff hopes, but that defense has looked pretty good, so see what we get out of there, and it is at Oregon, so that helps. Um, last game of the Week 11 card, Nevada at San Diego State. Um, I don't know. I don't. San Diego State's just kind of always sat at that kind of end of the ranking spot <laughs> throughout the whole year. They're still there at 22. I still don't know if they're good or not, or not good, but a top 25 team or not. But they haven't lost, so they're not going to get out. Do you have Nevada beating them finally here? Then I have, I I guess I should put my pick too. Nevada, 27-23. I have Nevada as well. I do like Carson Strong a lot. Um, he's been impressive throughout the year. And I have two questions left for you for picks. Top five matchup tonight, Villanova at UCLA. Who do you have? Oh, man, you're really <laughs> Villanova, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. UCLA looked, uh, they looked okay actually in the first game, but Villanova looked better. And then Saturday night ish, I think maybe it is late. Yeah, nine thirty Saturday night, number five Texas at number one Gonzaga. Who do you have? It's hard to see Gonzaga losing. Also, do you know that Mark Few got that DUI and he got a three-game suspension? So they suspended him for an exhibition and the opening game, and then this was the third game. But within like two weeks or so of the season starting, they just decided to schedule for the first time in like 25 years a second exhibition game. So he was suspended for that so he could come back for this game tonight or Sunday, Saturday night. That's unreal. <laughs> Yeah, they scheduled another one. I don't know. You can schedule up to two exhibitions. That they've never played two exhibitions. They always play one, and they schedule the second. So he'd serve his second suspension, and then it's that first game of the year the other night. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. So now he's he's back for Texas. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that is the week 11. Yeah, week 11. College football is coming down toward the latter half of the season here. A few games less than a few games left, and then we'll be we'll be at conference championships. Um, there'll be that time of the year, then bowl games, then college football playoff, and then national championship. We're getting to that point, and then just feels like the longest offseason in all of sports, college football. I don't know why. Probably just going through that. Just awful, like, end of winter into spring through the summer and finally August. And then it goes on for, like, three months, it feels like. But um, got to enjoy the end of these, the end of this year, I guess, first before we start thinking about the off season. Um, but I don't know you have anything else. I don't have anything else. I don't think not a ton else going on. Anything exciting in UFC this last weekend? Was this the weekend where that that big dude roundhouse kicked that guy and knocked it down? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, like I say, we have it all on the website, the podcast. You guys have been listening. Make sure you let us know that you're listening to the podcast through our Twitter. It's probably the easiest spot. Tweet at us if you have any questions, whether that's fantasy, whether that's college football, whether that's bets, whether that's UFC, whatever it is. If it's NASCAR, we can help you out. I actually can't at all in NASCAR. So <laughs> if you have a NASCAR question, go ask somebody else. That's the one thing. Um, but, yeah, we appreciate all the interactions, listens, views, everything. Um, And that's all we got for week 11. We'll catch you guys uh, next week.